0: Okay, we're in Romans chapter uh, four, and as all good studies of Romans chapter four, I would ask you at this time to open your Bible to Galatians chapter three. We'll pray, Father, help us to put on our thinking caps and get this. I know it's uh, some of it's a little bit technical, but it's so basic to also to what we need to know. To uh, you've given this. Uh, for reason, we honor you, Lord. We, we take your word very seriously, um, dramatically seriously. And so help us, Lord, to focus, to, to learn the things you'd have us know. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Galatians chapter 3, skip down to verse 5. He, the, he therefore, that ministereth to you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, Doeth he it by the works of the law, or by the hearing of faith? The Galatian church had a problem. They would delivered the gospel, and they got back into this works trip, trying to get, they, they started by salvation by faith in Jesus Christ. And they got to this situation, where they thought, well, yeah, but we better do some works, do we better you know, involve ourselves with circumcision, si, si, and you know, situations like that. It's so egregious, Paul wrote a whole letter. No, it doesn't work that way. Uh, he meant he that therefore that ministers to you the spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth it he by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, I want you to remember that. I want you to remember all these verses and what they're saying. Not wrote, just get the idea of what's being said here because we're going to take it we're going to bring it over to Romans chapter 4, and we're not going to keep shuffling back, so just have it available. Uh, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, or credited, 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 did. <laughs> I can't say the word, man. It was account, Let's go with accounted, okay? It was accounted to him for righteousness. It was credited to his account. His what? that he believed God. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Because we're going to be talking about who's the children of Abraham here this morning. And you have to understand something. That they which are of faith. Jewish people? No, anyone of faith. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith. Welcome fellow heathen to the family. Preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, in these shall all nations be blessed. So then... They which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are under the works of the law are under the curse. Wait, the works of the law curse you? Oh, absolutely. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man or woman is justified by the law in the sight of God. It, it, it is evident, for the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the men that doeth them shall live in them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. You ready for uh, Romans 4? Let's jump right in. Now, he's going to give us, he just said, uh, these are the ways you don't come to God, this is the one way that you do. And chapter 3, he indicts everybody, none righteous, no, not one, Everyone's in really rough shape before God and the law, keeping the law, won't get you there. Uh, Verse 27, for instance, where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Nothing to brag about, in other words. Therefore we conclude, and he's concluding now, that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. We just saw that in Galatians. Seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and uncircumcision through faith. God justifies both circumcised and uncircumcised. Read here, Jew and Gentile. Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. What do you mean we establish the law? Let me show you. And he gives two Old Testament examples and the examples are Abraham and David. David a little bit, Abraham a lot of it. Most of the chapter is about Abraham, and he gives him an example of justification by faith, and he gives David an example of justification by faith. Let's look at it. What is he, what is he saying? We'll go back to, uh, we'll, get, we'll cover, do we make void the law through faith? God forbid, yea, we establish the law. What does that mean? Well, chapter 4 is what it means. What shall we say then that Abraham our father as pertaining to the flesh hath found? Now when we talk about Abraham our father, we're talking to, he's talking to Jewish people about being Jewish. No, no, not at all. That's a big, big no. No, he's talking to anybody who has faith. Didn't we just see that in Galatians? Didn't we just see that in Romans chapter 3? Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? How is it that God is the God of the Gentiles? Through Abraham. I'm going to make you a father of many nations. He changed his name from Abram, exalted father, or high father, to Abraham, father of many nations. Okay? That's how God does. Uh, what, What shall we say then to Abraham, our father, as... Pertain to the flesh hath found. For if Abraham were justified of, of works, he has whereof to glory, but not before God. If you're justified, and if Abraham was justified by works, you have bragging rights. I told you, eternally thumbs under the suspenders. Look what I've done. I've secured my own salvation. Ain't I awesome? Bragging rights. God won't have it. Not before God. Braggarts in heaven? None. And by the way, we should intuit that. God hates pride. He gives grace to the humble. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. He will lift you up. We know how to humble ourselves. We really do. And if we don't, God will go through pains to humble us if we don't humble ourselves, he'll, he'll take great delight in humbling us, his own self. For our, We need that. We have to have that. Uh, I like it better when I do it. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, uh, for what sayeth the scriptures, Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him, for righteousness. Well, Adam, what does it say that? Uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse 6. Weren't you paying attention? But originally it says it in Genesis chapter 15, verse 6. I almost think we ought to go there. Because I think this is very, this is helpful. Because there's a question, when did that happen? You've got to know the life of Abraham a little bit. And I know you all know that. But of course, this is going to be on, this is on... Uh, Facebook, and maybe all those who are following, maybe they don't know it as well as you know it. Okay? So we're in Genesis chapter 15. After these things, after his meeting with uh, Melchizedek, after he saved the, the, um, his, his nephew Lot, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great re- reward. And Abram said, Lord God, What wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless? He already promised him, you'll come into this land. I'm going to give you the land. I'm going to give you blessing. Uh, And you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. And I'm going to give you a son. And now it's like, well, God, hello. Uh, The steward of my house, uh, uh, I go childless. The steward of my house is this Eleazar of Damascus. Someone's inherited who's not even my son. Abram said, Behold, to me thou wast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. Behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he shall come forth out of thine own bowels, shall uh, he that cometh forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. Verse 6. And he believed in the Lord, and he, God, counted it to him, Abraham, for righteousness. Now, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to be saved, God said to Abraham. No, no, we don't see that anywhere. But he did make a promise that includes Jesus Christ. He made a promise that you're going to be the father of many. And Abraham believed not only in God. Well, that's obvious. I mean, he's already in the promised land. He, he's met God at this point. He's being directed by God. But he believed specifically what God said regarding a son. And God credited it to his account as righteousness. Was Abraham a law keeper? Now, if you get nothing else, understand this. 430 years from now, Mount Sinai, the law would happen. Did God call Abraham under the Mosaic law? No. Well, circumcision, certainly circumcision. No, this is over 10 years before Abraham circumcised. Abraham merely believes God, and God said, he's a righteous man. Does it work differently now? It certainly doesn't, and that is Romans chapter 4. Abraham uh, what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God. and It was counted unto him, it, uh, credited to him, imputed unto him. This is the Im- imputation chapter. These words are interchangeable, and they all mean imputation, or credited, or reckoned. He says it different ways, but it's all the Greek, same Greek word. His righteousness in your account. Why? Because you're righteous? No, because you have faith in God. Because you're actually doing everything? No, because you believe God. You believe what He said. Now, to him that worketh is the reward, not reckoned of grace, but of debt. So you worked all week long. Uh, your employer gives you a check and says, it's "Because I love you." But get out of here! You don't love me yet. You get. I worked. I I busted my hump. I. Uh, you know, we were talking to Sean earlier but boy this. This is your season. You're, you're busier than busy, you guys, right? Of course, of course. Uh, man, we're all working. We know what it is to work hard. We know what it is to earn uh, uh, our bread by the sweat of our brow. We're, we're men. We understand this. Give, give me this. You're being benevolent. You're being gracious. Get out of here with that. Give me my check. I earned it. And You look somebody right in the eye, you take that check. You, you don't have to be embarrassed or anything else. I understand earn, I understand grace. I've been the recipient of both. To him that worketh is the reward, not reckoned of grace, but of debt. Listen, I went to a church where it was reckoned of debt. You did these things and God would pay you off for doing these religious activities. Don't tell me different, I know better. Don't tell me different, I know better. All religion is set up that way. If I do enough religious activities, I'm going to get paid In the glory land. I'm going to stand before God. He's going to look at my resume. And he's going to say, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. And then, of course, I'll be able to brag for all eternity. But not before God. (laughs) Uh, To him that worketh is the reward, not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. So if you're not a worker for heaven, And I hope you're not trying to earn heaven. But instead you believe on him that justifieth the ungodly. Who's he that justifieth the ungodly? God. Who's the ungodly? You. Me. (laughs) His or her faith is counted, credited, reckoned, imputed for righteousness. It's pretty plain when you break it all down. That was our... uh, that was our pals' key verse when we were in Iwana. That's a tough verse for a little kid. I'd write it all on the board, and I'd erase one word at a time we would recite it. and But there's a lot of words there. By the time we you know, got it all erased, they knew it all. But him that worketh not, but believeth in him that justifies in God his faith is kind of I remember having a discussion with my mom, one of the few I've ever had in my life. Um, you know, confession. She was talking, she was, you, you know, my problem was I was going to hell. I didn't go to confession. Mom, you, you're trusting in your works. I was. I'm covering more bases. She said, "No, no, 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 no." You know, with that thought, believe in Jesus and Muhammad. And throw Buddha in the mix. And reincarnation. and Cover as many bases as you can. Look at All our eggs are in one basket. That's what it means to trust God, to have faith in God. He, there's, no, there's no covering more bases. You cover any bases other than belief in Jesus Christ. You're not covering any bases. His Faith in God, faith in Jesus Christ is exclusive, obviously. <sighs> because there's only one that justifies the ungodly. If you believe in him, your faith is counted for righteousness. Somebody gives another example. Even as David, Now, David's a different example. David's a different... David's under the law, or at the time of the law. David's a law keeper, except when he broke the law... You know, if you tune in tonight, I recorded last night, Psalm fifty one. I cover Psalm thirty two, and it's quoted right here. But as David also described the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without or apart from works. Now he's quoting Psalm thirty two, verse one, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Do you see how the law works? You see why that verse ends that way? Do we make void the law through faith? If David's going by the law, David gets stoned. You see how that works? No, we establish the law. The law is lawful. It's good. It's just we can't keep it. That's what David's saying in this, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven, whose sins are covered." We'll go over it tonight. Nathan comes to him, hey Dave, you're the guy, uh, you know, he tells that story about the, you know, the traveler and the sheep and the one ewe lamb, and he's that, and David's really upset with that, and he says, that guy's going to die, and then he probably gets hold of himself, he says, well, he's going to pay back fourfold, because he doesn't call for death when you sacrifice somebody's, when you kill somebody's lamb, but the law says you're going to pay back fourfold. Funny, David did pay back fourfold. But he didn't die. Why? And God said, hey, you're not going to die. You are, you are going to be in a heap of trouble. We know the rest of the story. David establishes the law. The law is, you're worthy of death. And he says so. But he says, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. How did Dave get saved? By keeping the law? <laughs> no. He uses these two heroic figures. I mean, who's more important in, in Judaism, maybe Moses, than Abraham and David? And he says, you know, you people, you've, you missed the boat here. You, you, you Jewish types, you, you're missing the boat. They're still missing the boat. You think you're saved by being Jewish or by being a law keeper. Abraham wasn't. Matter of fact, David wasn't. But you're going to be, right? We, we shouldn't think that as well, but most of your friends, if you have religious family members like I do, they think they're going to be saved by doing religious activities or keeping a law or their version of the law. Abraham wasn't saved that way. David wasn't saved that way. What does it say? What does it say? But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Righteousness is how you get to heaven. Cometh this blessedness then upon the, un, uh, upon the circumcision only, or upon the uncircumcision also? For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. How then was it reckoned? When he was in circumcision or in uncircumcision? Now you would know the story, and the people he's writing to would know the story. And the answer is not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. So the argument goes, yeah, well maybe it was by faith, but he had the covenant, he was circumcised. No, no, no. He was credited as righteous when he wasn't yet circumcised. And that's the point that Paul's making. He received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had, yet being uncircumcised that he might be the father of all them that believe, though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. You silly Galatian people, put the, put the razor down. See, Abraham was counted righteous before circumcision. And, and it's a point of like, so why, what was circumcision all about? It was a sign of the covenant that he already had with God, like baptism. You get baptized since you believed, if you did it right, you did you get baptized as a little baby uh, no it's, it's, i mean, 'm willfully entering into this covenant with God through faith, and my baptism it doesn 't make me saved it just shows everybody that I am it's it 's like that, and the father and the Father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, when he had being yet uncircumcised, and that's the point. Boy, Sunday morning, we're well, always talking about circumcision. How fun is that? Uh, look at we just it, it's, it's what it's what's here, right? Um, they count it in, in Jewish circles. They count a lot on uncircumcised. They, they it's a very very important thing, even the women. Not that women are, are circumcised, but they. Their, their, their father is the. they're under that covenant because they're under their father and then later on when they're married they're under their husband's circumcision it's a, it's a big important thing and Paul's saying "Yeah, not that important um, Abraham was uh, righteous called righteous by God before he was circumcised and of course again 430 years before the law came for the promise that he had the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, because it hadn't come yet, but through the righteousness of faith. For if they which are of the, for if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of none effect. I wish somebody who is very religious would explain to me why they're still religious after that verse. Faith is, is made void, and the promise is made of none effect. If you are going to heaven by keeping some law, because the law worketh wrath, for where no law is, there is no transgression. What do you mean? You can't break laws that don't exist, is what it means. The law came, Paul says, and I died. I get it. I I was hunting this year. I was off road a couple well, every weekend. I got a Jeep, and because that's Jeep owners, that's, that's who we are. It's like yeah, roads. It's yeah, they're they're cute and stuff. But we so um, uh, last day, uh, my partner shot this buck and way down over, on the power lines, way down over this hill, and we're thinking, this drag is going to be a drag, because we're old men now, and we're like, so he says, well, you can take your Jeep down here, and I'm like, yeah, this is pretty solid, it was all frozen and stuff, it's all rutted, and, you know, and and things like that, so I drove down, and, you know, I I made a video coming back, it was kind of fun, because I showed it to my my grandson, because he, my Jeep to him is called Toby, he named it Toby, So, its name is Toby. I said, Look what Toby did. And I was showing him, he he really enjoyed that video. What's the speed limit on the power line? Fast as you want. There's no, listen, it's not even a road there, right? It's it's just like you can drive down it, it's not a road. You think, like, you know, I'm doing like 15, which is kind of crazy fast. But you think, like, you know, a cop's going to pull alongside me in his four wheeler, you know, his side by side? Pull over! He gets out and he's, you know, he got the pad and he's, you know, checking my, you know, registration license, you know. There's the fire there, sonny, you know. And he, no, there's no law. There's no law. You go as fast as you want to go. Right? There's no, no rules about that. You understand how it is. You know, uh, this is what he's saying. Where there's no law, there's no transgression. What was the point of the law Uh, to show us that we were transgressors? To show us our need for a savior? To show us our need for salvation? God knows, I've said it a lot of times, it wasn't original with me, if we could only get them lost, we could get them saved. Well, God God knows that too. And so he put the law in. Why? Because it gives us a standard to live by. And we've understood we can't. Uh, It's funny to me, uh, most people will admit this. They they have this saying, we all know it, nobody's perfect. Um, Even their own law, we have an atheist. I don't believe, Big Bang, cosmology, the whole thing, there's no God, that's all, you know, crutch for the weak, feeble-minded, blah, 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 but they still have a a level of righteousness. Funny. Where, Where does that come from? There's still things that they think are right and things that aren't right. And if they're honest, they'll admit that they don't live up to their own standard. So if God says, listen, I'll judge you by the Mosaic law. Oh, you you don't believe in Moses? I'll judge you by your own law. You're still not going to make the grade. Uh, Funny, you know what I mean? But where there's no law, there's no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be of grace, that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is, in the, which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. He's saying the same thing that, that Galatians is saying. Abraham's our father. Is it a Jewish thing? No, it's a faith thing. So we're saved of faith, that it might be of grace. That's what David was saying. That's why it's. Did we make void the law? No, we established the law. Uh, I see it so clear. I don't know if I always explain it well. How are you saved? By grace through faith. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. Right? For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works. Why? Lest any man should boast. God's really against boasting. Boast in God. Boast in his greatness. Both... Boast in his grace, how gracious he is to let miserable sinners like you and me into his glorious heaven, into his glorious company, into his forever family. He's a good God. And it's by faith that it might be of grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. What promise? The promise to Abraham. You're going to be a father of many nations. Look, Abe, see the stars? Can you count them? There's a whole pile of them. This, this, they haven't even invented a number of how many stars there are. You know, they talk about, you know, this many to this, you know, to, to the 18th power, some huge number. It's a big, big number. That's, I, that's probably not even how many stars, that's probably how many galaxies there are. It's a big number. Why, well, he's a big God. And his promises to Abraham are sure. How? Through faith. If it was through works, you realize Jesus would be very lonely up there in heaven, him and the angels. Uh, nobody yet would have made it. Certainly not me, and I have an idea. Certainly not you either. But let's keep moving. I don't want to implicate you. I just feel like a lot of times you're like me, you know, struggling with the same things I'm struggling with. Um, and not, not, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Just remember that, Abraham, father of, of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which are not as though they were. One of my favorite verses in a couple of ways. God quickeneth the dead. Quickeneth, you know, there's an old movie, The Quicken the Dead, and it was about, you know, gunslingers and, nah. I mean, yeah, it was a movie, Gene Hackman, I think. I, I'm not sure. Uh, no, he, when God quickeneth, he makes alive the dead. It's the old King James word, okay? He, he brings what is dead and brings it to life. That's God. Amen. Uh, we're going to see that at the end of the chapter. God quickeneth the dead. The wages of sin is death. I was, I was dead. I was walking dead. I was, oh, I was breathing. I, I had some semblance to life. But I was damned for all eternity. Dead. When God talks about, like, the wages of sin is death, he's not talking about non-existence. He's talking about eternal separation from God. You, both the just and the damned aren't going to be dead in the sense of perish forever. I mean, if you read the account of the rich man and Lazarus, the rich man in hell wishes for non-existence. He wants finger water—just, just, just a drop of water. Sad story. Why is he there? He trusts in his riches. He didn't trust in God. He trusts in his righteousness, he trusts in God. God quickens the dead, and he calls those things which are not as though they were. What do you mean? Well, he calls you and I sanctified. I mean, justified. Just as if we'd never sinned. He calls things that are not as though they were. I got one better. He looks at me and he says, sanctified. Set apart for a holy purpose. Mastery or power over sin. I got one better than that. He looks at me and he says, glorified. Outside the very presence of sin, with him eternally in heaven. How does he say those things? Those outrageous claims to make. I can get you there. He calls those things that are not as though they were. That's the first thing we know about God. Light, which doesn't exist, be, and then it was. He calls things that are not as though they were. Uh, We can do the same thing, but not successfully. Call anything into existence, see if it happens. But when his, his words aren't fruitless, his words come to pass. He calls those things that are not as though they were. And by the way, what I'm talking about, my sanctification, my justification, my sanctification, my glorification, and yours, is what's being referred to here. Salvation in word. He calls those things that are not as though they were. He's talking about Abraham. Hey, hey, you can have so many. You can't count your children how many does Abe have at that time? Zero. Not even Ishmael. OK? Uh, he, uh, high father, exalted father. He changed his name to father of many nations. Imagine, you know Abraham walking back into the camp, you know, he' spend time out there with God. Yeah. Uh, from now on, don't call me Abram. No. yeah, call me Abraham.) Um, Hey, dude, yeah, I don't want to rain on your parade but That doesn't seem very likely. Yeah? Let me tell you about God. We don't care about likely. We care about he said so. It's a done deal. He's, he, Abraham's a faithful man. He's a man of faith. Is he perfect? Listen, this is before that incident with Hagar, he, he takes some missteps. Does he forfeit his righteousness when he does that? Well, we'll, t- we'll talk about that when we get there. We'll, we'll get there. I made your father of many nations. Why? Because God quickens the dead. Uh, who's dead? Abraham. He's like an old, old man. He got no kids. Is why you going to have no kids? Well, <laughs> actually, yeah. So let's 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 go. Let's go with it. Who this is great. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. He hopes against hope. What does that mean? I I, I believe what God says. My hope is in what God said, my my trust is that God said I'm going to be the father of many nations. Dude, I mean, ninety nine year old guys are running around here with kids. At some point, probably his wife tired of hearing all this. Yeah, you're going to be this big dad, looking at herself and saying. Even when I was young, I couldn't have kids. Am I going to have them now? Come on. Look, so she went with the... I'm not saying it was righteous or good or anything like that. It was their culture. It was their time. Look, take my servant, my servant girl. Have children by her. Now, by the way, men, That's wrong. Listen to your wives. They're very clever, they're very spiritual, and they're very often right. And sometimes the answer is no, honey, no. I, I love you. I think you're a godly, wonderful person. No. Now, what Abraham should have said, Honey, if it ain't happening with me and you, it ain't happening. We'll let God work out the details. We don't have to be God's little helpers here. The wars that are going on in the Mideast are still. Hey, let's help out God. We have to do that. And Abraham, to, to my dismay and to not his credit, he said, Hagar, huh? Well, you know, you really think so, hon? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Bad dude, bad he messes up. Okay, it was, it was the day, it was the day they lived. There's no law, there's no Sinai, there's no... Still, still, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call that as a strike, just not, not the way it should have went down. She says to him later on, Ishmael, got to go. And he doesn't want to listen to her voice then. And God shows up. Yeah, now listen to her. She's saying true. Have faith in what I said. He, he changes in, the, in, the, in this period. He, he goes from, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay, Hagar to get rid of her and Ishmael. And uh, I need you to sacrifice Isaac. Okay, whatever you say, God. He, he's a man of faith. Genesis 22, to me, is one of the most remarkable chapters in the entire Bible. Uh, they call it the Akedah, the offering. Uh, you know, Isaac is one of the purest Christ types in Scripture. He's carrying the wood up a place that later on we'll call Golgotha. At that time, it's known as Moriah. He's carrying the wood like Christ carried his cross. And he's a, a son who uh, was faithful even unto death as it's given us uh, in Philippians chapter 2. He was obedient even unto death. It's talking about Jesus there and says he's the son who's obedient even unto death, even the death of a cross. Uh, we have a father who so loved that he gave his only son. Think about that. It's all there in, in Genesis Chapter 22. It says in Hebrews that he had faith that God was... Isaac's the one, right? The seed, right? And you want me to sacrifice him? Okay, God, you got a problem. People don't live through sacrifice. But I guess God's going to have to raise him up from the dead. And God did. Figuratively. And that's what it says. He received him in a figure in King James English... He did raise him up from the dead, figuratively speaking. Anyway, this is a man of great faith. He 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 against hope believed in hope. Like, yeah, I don't care, I don't care, likelihood. We're not playing the numbers here. This isn't an odds game. This isn't like uh, 51% and I'm gonna go for it. You know what Abraham didn't do? He didn't put a column of, okay, A, all the pros, b all the cons, and he added up, well, I'm like a million and five. Uh, Sarah, she's 90. Uh, phew, I don't know. It doesn't look good. And uh, well, you know, my name. And well, God. And he told me this. And you he said, no, 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 no. God said it. I believe it. It settles it. We're not going to debate these things. You think about your faith. All your eggs are in one basket. If it's the wrong basket, you're in trouble eternally. If, if I'm, I'm talking like a fool now. I get it. If Allah is the real God, by the way, you can have them. Don't want him capricious, don't care. Our God delights in making and keeping his promises. All your faith is in one basket. And if you're wrong, you're wrong eternally. You can't prove these things except that they're in the Bible and you believe the Bible is the word of God. Well, so do I, by the way. And all my eggs are in one basket. We're out there, aren't we? What What are you doing out on this limb with me? We're hoping. I hope this is right. Oh, I know it in my own but I can't I can't communicate that to anybody. I can't like take what's in here and I can talk and I can and, 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 and show people why, but I can't make people have faith. Oh, I wish I could. I wish I could impart, slice my faith up and give it to a little somebody and let it kinda of grow in their heart as well. It doesn't work that way, does it? Abraham's like, gee, I hope I'm not crazy. I heard this voice, some guy from up in the clouds telling me I, I got to leave my family and friends and everything and move off to this. And he's gonna, he's, it's faith. He's stepping out in faith. That's what he's doing. That's what you and I do. Against hope, you believe in hope that he might become the father of many nations. Has he? Yeah. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And again, we looked at that in uh, Genesis chapter 15. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about 100 years old. Look, he's 99. That's about 100, right? Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Sarah had a hard time getting over that. And I, I, I'm going to call her on it. But she is a, a woman of faith too. But you remember when, the angel, uh, when God and the two angels came, he says, this time next year, Sarah's going to have a, a child. She's in the tent listening, eavesdropping. I love that, because it's just a, such a human thing, right? She laughed. What was that? God said. It's God. I think it's, I think it's Jesus Christ specifically, but God to be sure. And, uh, hey, honey, uh, what's going on? Uh, nothing, nothing. Uh, you laugh? No, I didn't laugh. Yeah, God said, she did laugh. Listen, she didn't laugh, right? I want you to call the name of the baby laughter. God, having the last word there. I don't think he's doing that with cruelty. You know, I don't I don't believe that. I think he's just like, yeah, you remember you didn't laugh. Every time you call him, you'll remember. Uh, Abraham didn't, he's like, yeah, okay, I'm 99. Sarah's like, you know, what? what is she, like 15, 10 or 15 years younger than him? She's like 85 years old. Basic, you're 85-year-old baby, woman having a baby, no problem there, right? Abraham's like, he's God. He's God. What else needs to be said? He said, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God, being strong in faith. Gives glory to God. Trusting in what God says gives him glory. It doesn't matter how unlikely it looks. And I'm saying this for your benefit and saying it for our benefit, all of us. Um, if, if Abraham can do it, why can't we? God said it. And being fully persuaded, as the faith looks like, just get a toe in the water now. No. Dive in head first. It's God. Fully persuaded. Well, let me try it. I mean we don't we don't try Jesus like, you know, we talk to people and just just try. Just no. It, no. It doesn't work that I mean I wish it did. Don't work that way. it, it can't. Fully persuaded that what he promised, he was able also to perform. That's why being strong in faith gives glory to God, because what we're saying, that he said it, he's able to do it. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. See how it works? All in. No plan B, no backup plan. It glorifies God. And it's credited to to your account as righteousness, your faith in him. What's the other option? Uh, Work for it. Uh, I'll tell you, because I have good memory, that was a horrible existence. It was a horrible existence. Because I was sure in my own mind I wasn't doing enough. Honest enough with myself that I was like this is the path you got to do this and this and this we looked at those who were called saints and their life was just always about God all the time my life was very often about me and I was very selfish very well a lot of things I wasn't making it so I'm always like ugh I'm going to stand before God and try to explain this stuff away. What a horrible way to live. It really, really is. It's just depression every time you think about it. Followed by brief periods of smugness when you perceive that you think you're doing enough. You did something, you helped somebody out, you did something, and they told you what a good person you were, and then you think yeah, yeah, maybe I am, maybe I am doing enough. So you go from depressed to smug <laughs> and self-righteous. What a horrible existence. And then you live your life some more and you realize, and you go back to depressed because you're not all that. You know you're not all that. It's a horrible way to live. Well, I'm a good person. <laughs> okay. Now I'm fully persuaded that, that what he had promised he was able to perform, and therefore it was counted to him and to me and to you for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also. And that's the point of the whole chapter. Hey, look, let me tell you how, uh, uh, how why Abraham's a righteous guy. Oh, and by the way, let me tell you how you can be a righteous person also. It's got nothing to do with religion. It's got nothing to do with uh, activity. It's got nothing to do with you know, and put anything in that box that you want. Yeah, you know, I got a church every Sunday. So? Well I tithe. Um, so. And you know, we had this we had this big legalistic thing. I went to church, it was kind of legalistic, it really was, in a lot of ways, you know. Tie. Standard worshipping equipment. I go to church and I wear a tie and a suit coat and tithe, so there. Look at me, I'm marvelous. I don't want you to have any faith in any activity whatsoever. Going to church is, is good. It's a good thing. It's not gives you even one iota closer to God, closer to heaven, I should say, or closer to salvation. I guess is the right way. Why do I come to church? Because I want to be close to God. Because I want to worship Him with my brothers and sisters. I look forward to hanging out with y'all. I really look forward to you know being in the Word. I make discoveries like you make discoveries. This is a wonderful thing, and we want and we want to get closer to God. Am I any closer to salvation? No, I'm completely saved before I ever showed up. Before I wrote out my first check. Before I did anything. I'm all the way saved. And I'm not doing any of those things to to be saved or to maintain my salvation or anything like that. And once you figure that out, man, life's so, so much better, so much easier. It wasn't written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. Or in other words, we believe on him like Abraham did who quickens the dead, verse 17. We believe in the same thing. We believe in him who quickens the dead, Jesus Christ, in this case. Who, Jesus Christ, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Why was he delivered? What does delivered mean? Um, Delivered up. Arrested, given up, and all the things that went on that night, um, the trials, the, and uh, resulting in crucifixion, resulting in death. Why? Because the wages of sin is death. He was given up, he was delivered for our offenses. Because we sinned, Jesus had to die. And he was raised again for our justification. What does justify mean? Just as if I'd never sinned. How is he. Raised up for our justification. Because if he th- was dead and stayed dead, how would you know that God ever uh, received the sacrifice that Jesus made on our behalf? One more point, okay? Stay with me. Uh, I got time. We're, we're not over. One more point. You remember Yom Kippur, the day of atonement? The high priest goes into the Holy of Holies with the blood, and you're outside. You're like, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Boy, I had a bad year. Oh, my goodness, I had a bad year. Oh, hope God accepts the blood on my behalf. How do you know if he did? Let me tell you how you know. The priest comes out. (laughs) If he didn't come out, he would have been struck dead by God because he didn't do the procedure right or something. Let's say he went in there, oh, I forgot the blood. Oh, my goodness, that would be catastrophic. They say they tied a rope around his leg. They could pull him out in case. And what happens if he died in there? You can't go in after him. It's the Holy of Holies. Oh, I, I had such a miserable year. Oh, the priest is all good. Oh, man, God accepted the sacrifice. Well, the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Well, God accepted... The sacrifice of Jesus Christ, our high priest. How do we know? He raised him up from the dead. He, he came out of the Holy of Holies. That's, that's how we know. Um, what's the real Jesus Christ? What's the type? Yom Kippur. Jesus is the reality. The shadow is Yom Kippur. Okay, And that's how it is all through Scripture. You know, you wonder, it's this Holy of Holies in goat blood, and, and the Azazel, the scapegoat. What, what is all that? It's all Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Always, all the time. Okay, Romans 4. I think we, I think we nailed that. Um, so let's, we'll go on to Romans 5 next time we're together, God willing. Let's stand and uh, pray. And the... You got another song in you there, kiddo? I know you were <laughs> drinking a lot of water and stuff. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Father, we appreciate you. Uh, thank you for salvation. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying for our sins. Thank you for faith. Thank you for hope. Thank you for grace. Thank you for in, imputed righteousness. Thank you for justification. Thank you for sanctification. And Lord, one day, maybe one day soon, thank you for uh, glorification. But we're going to thank you um, even before it happens, because Lord, we're those who call things that are not as though they were, because that's a, that's a family thing, uh, we got that from you, now may the Lord bless thee and keep thee, the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee, the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace, amen. Amen.